My name's Chris Reinhold, and I'm a staff wife, and I'm not on this podcast. I said I'm sorry. You're listening to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. everyone and welcome to the Bloomingdale Church Podcast. My name is Max Terman. I am your moderator and I am joined this week by Esposo de la Pastora, Dan Marcello. Bonjour. 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 (laughs) Oh, I don't even know how to say Esposo de la Pastora in French. Me neither. By Worship Director Scott Reed. Yes. Hello. <laughs> I almost said bonjour. <laughs> and by big bad voodoo daddy, Muffin Calvin. Yeah! Uh, Dan, will you uh, pray for us? Sure. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity we have to come together to talk about things that are important to you, Lord. Pray that all that we say and do today would bring honor and glory to your name and benefit the people who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want somebody's like, big bad voodoo daddy. What kind of podcast is this? <laughs> I've never heard of Bloomingdale Church. What kind of a church are they? I like Big Bad Voodoo Daddy Muffin. Muffin. <laughs> Those are words that just just flow together. <laughs> Scott? All right. Um, are you going to do a straight one or a mix and match? It's hard because I keep finding ones we've already done. and then I just It's amazing. Dis- I get discouraged. Oh, Dan, cheer him up. I warned yeah, I you that something would happen. <laughs> <laughs> you did. That's not. I, I just can't believe. That's not Maybe I just need to take out the entire stack. I'm just joking. Maybe Scott, this is It's going to be okay. Thank it will you. be fine. Too little, too late. Makes me think of First Thessalonians, the five eleven. Is that from the kids' front porch? Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. encourage each other and build each other up. Yeah. Mm. And the reason I know that is not because of kids' front porch, because I was looking for a song for this week's one ah. from Hide Them in Your Heart, and I found a song that is oh, that no. verse, and I'm like, maybe I'll bring it back and be like, hey, remember, remember this from yeah. last week? Let's review from last week yeah. we learned. Bill, I mean, Dan. <laughs> okay. Can you explain um, what kids' front porch is? Yeah. Oh, it's, gosh. I just dropped so many Would You Rather cards on the ground. <laughs> Is it is it a uh, sponsor? Today? It's not a sponsor. It really should have been. Today's whatever we're doing is brought to you by the Kids Front Porch Kids YouTube program with characters such as Sweet Stephanie, the masked man from Marcello, and other people like Professor Egghead Smarts, where kids come together and learn timely Bible lessons. I'm ready. From the Bible. That sounded good. Bible lessons from the Bible. That was very professional. Very much. I liked it. I don't know what's on this card, but this card was right under the middle of the table. All right, do it, Scott. So this isn't going to be the one. We're going to do what we did last time, where it's each one of you gets a different question from the card. Bill, would you rather work every day as a well-paid garbage collector or work every day doing research in a shark cage in an ocean teeming with ferocious sharks with no indication of how much you'll be paid, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) It's for the love of the game. Yeah, <laughs> probably a research assistant making less than minimum wage. I'll take the garbage man job. You can wash the smell off. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the money. It's just that I don't really want to die in a shark bite. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be fun. How do you want to die? Well, my probably my fantasy is just getting run over by a garbage truck on Lake Street <laughs> trying to cross it. Is this in the world where you are a garbage collector, or is this no, just, just any just world? just a runner. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to make that cross at Lake Street and Glen Ellen Road. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know. Nice. Yeah. All right. Max, would you rather be stared at all the time or be the butt of jokes all the time? Uh, I'll go stared at. 
I think that's probably fine. As long as they blink, as long as they blink, I think it's okay. Hmm. <laughs> this one we I, we definitely asked, but it's the card. It's the destiny card, so we're gonna just keep going. Ooh. Dan, would you rather go home? Go, sorry, go to work when you are ill and possibly infect others, or oh, goodness, stay home? That's not a good one for now. Possibly lose clout with your superior. I know. I'm pretty sure we asked this. We like, did ask this like five months ago. We yeah, we asked this like episode five, <laughs> the first lockdown. What was the episode. second one? Uh, or stay home and possibly lose clout with your superior. How is this possible? How are we repeating so many? I don't know. We should start, when you get one, we should store it separately. We should put it in like a Ziploc bag. Sanitize and it. And then burn it. True. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could just do this and just like do a full card and then... I think I'd stay, with the world the way it is today, stay home. Mm. That's the right, right call. Not infect people. All right. And Scott, would you rather, given a choice of five mystery items, be forced to eat something you could taste first but not see or eat something you could smell first but not taste? Hmm. Goodness. I'm concerned that it says five mystery items and not like five mystery food items. Yeah. Um, but I guess I have to eat them either way. Oh, but I can, oh, I, I choose yeah. one of the five and I can either. So you can taste them all and then decide which one you're going to eat. Or you can okay. smell them all and decide which one you're going to eat. Yeah. Right. Taste right. or smell. Taste yeah. or smell. Is really what it comes down to. No matter what, you can't smell. I think I got to taste because like a candle smells really nice, but uh, it's going to taste awful. This is a good point. If it's a Yankee And candle, I'd rather lick a candle than take a bite out of a candle. Yeah, true. I think that makes sense. Hey, Bill. Well, now that that's resolved, <laughs> <laughs> now we, now we can all go the, home. All right. the, real, the real brass text. Bill, what are you reading? Well, I finished this book called A Plymouth Plantation, 1620 to 1647 by William Bradford. I did this out of just love and respect for Leah Reed. She came up to me a few weeks ago and said, I've got this book. Would you like to read it? I did the sort of like tour of Plymouth Plantation, and some of my relatives are in this. One of them's Elder Brewster. So nope. I thought, well, oh, Leah's relatives. Yes. Okay. So I thought, oh, man, all right, let's try it. Well, the introduction is fabulous. It's like the best introduction you could ever want to read. And I thought, wow, this wow. book's going to be awesome. So I started reading the book. I kept thinking, well, Leah gave me this book. It's, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And Leah's just, never finished this book. Yes, I know. And in fact, it sounds like maybe all that she's read is totally the introduction the after talking with her yesterday. I, oh, you read the best part. So I said to Leah, don't read this book. It's too depressing. Mm. This book is like reading Leviticus 18, which is sodomy seduction. A pa they couldn't find a good pastor. They went through four guys before they finally got a pastor. I thought the pilgrims had their pastor right from the get-go. It right. turns mm -hmm. out they did not, not in America. So one of these pastors seduces a girl that he's doing premarital counseling with. Oh, I mean, it's, it's just, there's bestiality in this book. It, it is just beyond belief awful. And I kept thinking, oh, no, it's, it's going to get better. These are the pilgrims. They love God. They have churches. Well, they left that part out altogether. It just kept getting weirder and weirder until you get real close to the end. And then Leah's relative shows up, and his name is Elder Brewster. It's a 385-page book. He shows up on page 359. <laughs> is his first so, name Elder? <laughs> this Elder Brewster was a wonderful man. He would preach a lot because they didn't have a pastor, and he was honest, had integrity. So there's five pages on Elder Brewster that are really the highlight of the book, and everything else is just <laughs> another 300 awful. Pages. Just awful. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting because the pilgrims really get romanticized. 
Oh, sure. As being these wonderful, happy-go-lucky people, even though some hard stuff happened to them. Or like very innocent. Yeah. Like, we just came here to live our lives. Well, and to have religious freedom. All right. These are our people. No, I think, but sin is sin, and no matter what time period you're in, it's going to happen. Well, and it turns out, too, that not everybody that comes is really looking for God and religious freedom. Many of them are looking for easy money. Hmm. So they don't want to work. They're expecting this big windfall. I'm thinking, have you ever pioneered anything in your life? Obviously not. <laughs> but it's real difficult. <laughs> They've got the Indians coming uh, sometimes as friends, sometimes literally to kill them. But the thing that really surprised me is the major theme in the book is con artistry. Huh. People that are shipmasters and associated with marketing and taking goods back to England, they fool the pilgrims mm. over and over and over. The same guy with the same people. You just think, didn't you catch on to what's going on here? This guy's a crook. Don't deal with him. Mm. But they'll deal with him for like five years in a row and then finally say, okay, enough's enough. And they go on to the next guy who's just as bad, if not worse. <laughs> so that's what this whole book is about. It's Sounds depressing. It is depressing. <laughs> I just, I can't even believe it's still in print. I mean, you would think somebody would just say, whoa, whoa, you know, enough is enough. <laughs> so that's so a, don't read this book. Not that's a recommendation. A, not a recommendation, no. I got a couple of reviews for you next week. Oh, sweet. Of mm-hmm. books? Yes. Wow. Uh, gentlemen, it is uh, election season, and soon we will oh. all be casting our votes in all manner of political contests, but perhaps none is more historic or meaningful than the race for president of Bloomingdale Church's podcast. In just a few short weeks, our listeners will cast their votes and will elect a new podcast president. So, with we the, have one right now. With the three president. of you as our uh, Jonah Langendorfer was the previous. Oh, uh, let's just have him for another term. Uh, he he already did. He did both of his terms. Well, he's okay. the first, so he we, can set the precedent. We have a constitution. Like George Washington. <laughs> With the three of you as our presumptive nominees, I'd like to give our voters a better picture of their candidates. Yeah. Uh, Bill, what would your first <laughs> act be as president of the podcast? Close the podcast down. <laughs> <laughs> just close the podcast down. <laughs> You heard it here first. No, your answer was too short. I wanted to interrupt you, but it, it was short and funny. <laughs> I was, yeah, I got, you got my vote. I resigned. Scott, what would your first act be? Open it up even more. Mm, I like this. We got a good yeah. dichotomy yeah. here. If you say keep it exactly the same. No. Oh, I have I have ideas. What is it? Jelly beans for all. Oh, oh, I'm voting for Dan. <laughs> Dan's got my vote. A vote for Dan is a vote for jelly beans. Uh, Dan. Can we make shirts that say that? <laughs> yes, please. A vote for Dan is a vote for jelly beans. And it's and just, it's his just like face his with face jelly with beans like a, pouring into them. I was thinking it was like his face with like a tick box with like a check and then jelly beans, the tick box. <laughs> jelly <check>. belly. <laughs> uh, Dan, what will you do about the current state of the jet ski fund? Mm. Well, I think we need to evaluate, can we purchase a jet ski at this point? Okay. Is it time? Okay. Do we have enough funds? I I'm, think... I'm in the dark about our finances. We, there hasn't been transparency. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how much money is in the jet ski fund. <laughs> Scott, it keeps well... getting diverted to the wall. <laughs> oh, Scott, trivial. what will you do about the jet ski fund? Oh, I was just talking to Steph Bagley last night about... The something yeah it came up um, but it came up in regards to another fund oh, right. so steph if you're listening to this i would divert the jet ski funds into this other unknown fund you that don't I remember, can't remember. 
That sounds like money laundering. <laughs> That's change we can believe in. Uh, Bill, what are you going to do about the jet ski fund? Well, I've already closed the podcast down, well, so it's not my worry. I guess that's a good point. That's his retirement account. Let's see. <laughs> uh, Scott, who is your running mate? Uh, is it what, Steph are the, what are the rules? <laughs> I, there's who is your running mate? Dan. Dan Whoa. Marcello. Yeah. What a coup! <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I guess you I did, have my you own didn't running tell mate. me what the rules were. I, I like it. Uh, Bill, who's your running mate? Dan. <laughs> 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 I'm running out a lot of Dan, platforms who's here. running mate? I'll be running a lot. The president conglomerate. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, who's your running yeah. mate? Well, I'm trying to think of somebody that died. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I suppose George Washington. Okay. I'm trying to think I of think he did die. Died. I've heard that. I think he was hit by a, by a garbage truck trying to cross lake. Yeah. Uh, Dan, who's your running mate? Both Scott and my daughter. <laughs> I have two running. No, mates. you got to choose one. You got to check with your running mate before you choose your other running mate. That's true. But I approve. I'm, okay, it's good. us and Renato. <laughs> you keep, no, you don't get to approve. I'm his running mate. <laughs> He's got it. I got two and I was mates. his running mate first. <laughs> I believe true. in delegation. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Automate, delegate. Uh, Bill, what's your campaign slogan? Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Well, we know what it is now. It's a vote for Dan as a vote for Jelly Beans. Amen. And Dan? Jelly Beans for all. There it is. There it is. All right, listeners. Uh, you, we got round one out of the way. Uh, every week leading up to uh, Election Day, we will be checking in on the ongoing race for the podcast White House next that we week. we didn't even know existed before this very moment. Next week uh, will be our first debate, so I hope you're prepared for that. Uh, it will be about foreign policy. Uh, let's get into Sermon Roundup. <laughs> yeah! Sermon Roundup this week is brought to you by our new sermon series, Following Jesus. Following Jesus, it seems kind of hard, but actually it's quite simple. Jesus doesn't ask us to get weird, and certainly not overly religious. He asks us to follow him in caring about people and taking up challenges that greatly enlarge our life. He invites us to have a tangible, honest love for God and for people. Our fall series, Following Jesus, is based on the New Testament Gospel of Luke, chapters 5 and 6. Written by a medical doctor of the first century, Dr. Luke narrates key events and teachings of Jesus' life. Following Jesus, new sermon series every Saturday and Sunday. Visit bloomingdalechurch.org slash following hyphen Jesus for more information. Uh, for Sermon Roundup this week, uh, we started a new sermon series with Pastor David, talking about uh, God's nudging was, was, was what he was talking about that uh, willingness to to listen to circumstances, to listen to God's voice uh, when He tells us uh, to do things. Really quick, does anybody have like a story? Of when has God nudged you? Yes. Scott? Yes. Would you like to tell us about it? No. Well, let me start with what did it feel like? <laughs> He's taking Bill's slogan. <laughs> leave yeah, me alone. I almost said leave me alone. Um, what did it feel like? I'm trying to figure out how I would differentiate it from. An idea that you have on your own because hmm. discerning which is which can be difficult at times i think which is why it's hard to follow god's nudgings yeah. um in some situations sometimes it's just hard because he's telling you to do a hard thing but sometimes it's hard because you're like i don't know if this is actually god or if this is just me but i think it felt like an idea that had a lot of external like support for it if that makes sense like it was like this is something that i think i should do and I'm praying about it, and here's like a lot of things that are kind of coming together of something I experienced or something someone said or something I read in the Bible this morning that are all sort of in support of this idea. 
And that's been true in a lot of the instances, I think, where I felt God's nudging is just like this thought that is hard to get rid of and mm. external things just kind of combine and support of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that doesn't go away and it mm-hmm. seems like there's evidence in life. Yeah. Dan, what would you say? There's been a lot of circumstances over the course of my life where I felt like God really wanted me to talk to someone, whether sharing about him or to just go up to someone, kind of a random stranger, and, and share something with them. Hmm. And so it's definitely, in those circumstances, something that I know doesn't come from me. Because it's like, if I was left to my own devices, I wouldn't want to do something that would make me feel uncomfortable like that. Mm. But yeah, it's that kind of the impulse to go and do, I want you to do this like right now. I think perhaps my most recent one was to get working on this learning center in the church. There were times I would say, why am I doing this? I don't really have a dog in this fight. Um, how, how is it that I'm making all these calls and recruiting? But I, I just kept having this sense of, no, this is the right thing to do. It needs to be done. You're the one on staff. You can't expect a volunteer out of the clear blue sky to do this much work. And you've got good volunteers you're working with. So just right before the podcast, I got word from Marquardt oh, good. that oh, wow. they're in. So nice. we're hoping to start on Monday, October the 5th. Whoa. Right here? What is yeah. this? So what is we'll the see. learning center? Yeah, can you tell I us I heard you it? mention it in staff meeting. But... Okay. Well, there's a problem because of distance learning for children. Yeah. Mm. So if you're a child and your mom and dad or, or one of them is a teacher and the teacher has to go to the school building to teach and you're, say, a an eight-year-old child left at home, what are you supposed to do? You can't leave an eight-year-old child at home alone, Mm -hmm. and yet you can't take them to school with you because they need to go to school themselves by way of Zoom, let's say. So Teresa Zena sent an email to Marina and I pointing out that they've got real teachers with this very problem at Marquardt. Mm -hmm. And Marina's got the attitude of where there's a will, there's a way. We can do this. So I started wading into it, and I've gotten a lot of help from people like Nancy Hellstrom, Diane Paisley, Andrew DeLeon. This morning I said to myself, I don't fully know what I'm doing. However, this is not as complicated as starting a church, so it can be done. Let's, let's just press on. Hmm. So I was thankful today to get the email saying, okay, looks good. Let's go. Nice. Yeah, hmm. that's awesome. How can we tell... Um, the difference between when something, when I, an idea or a, you know a, a hope um, is from God, a nudging from God, versus when it's our own, um, you know, Paul talks about sin easily entangling, right? Mm-hmm. About about the constant fight um, for our souls, for our minds, for our hearts between uh, between God and and the devil. Like, how can we divine the difference between between the source? Of that nudge, like if it's going to be something that honors God in the sense of is it is it true, right, pleasing? Would it be something that would He would approve of? Mm. That does it go against Scripture? Because obviously, if it sure. it does, then that's not the right nudging to be listening to. Sure. Yeah, I like that, Dan. Sometimes you get nudged from God to do something, and you fail. Hmm. But it's part of your educational experience for something in the future, and that failure becomes a building block to a, a success you would have never had mm. had you not gone out there, stuck your neck out, done what God showed you to do, failed, 
got up and just kept going. Hmm. So I, I like what Dan said a lot. Scott, did you want to add to that? or did you uh, to... Just what Dan said made me think of 1 Corinthians 12, 3, uh, and a couple other passages too, but this one says, Therefore I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed, and no mm. one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Wow. So that same kind of thing of like if if it's lining up with Scripture and like and glorifying Jesus as Lord, like it's not from an evil spirit, and yeah. if it's mm-hmm. denying him in any way or, or compromising his lordship then it's not from god sure for the nudgings that you guys have you know that you've experienced <clears throat> and that you have in your minds right now um does somebody have one that, that doesn't have to do with the church ministry that doesn't have to do with you know with with working in a ministry yeah i mean but i used to work in college at a home depot and got really bold about my faith and sharing it with people and there would just be a ton of opportunities to talk to people about the lord about salvation Technically, it wasn't really allowed in the store. You could really couldn't, and with cl- customers sometimes too. Like sometimes I look back and I'm kind of amazed that I was so bold <laughs> to, to go in, to do that. Yeah. But there was, yeah, there was a there's just a lot of those opportunities where it wasn't like a church ministry, but where I would really just take that time to speak truth into what people were going through in their lives, and hmm. it was a lot of fun. Sometimes it was kind of terrifying. I <laughs> ended up sharing the gospel with someone who was a Wiccan. Oh wow! And was very open about it. And was like, I'm a Druid Wiccan hmm. witch. Hmm. Wow. When I was selling cars, it was late November or early December, and I remember standing there waiting for a customer to come onto the lot. And the Lord spoke to me pretty clearly, very clearly, and said, I want you to double your tithe. And I said, you know, the timing of this is pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) You don't sell many cars in December. So I asked God the question, do I have to start now? And his answer was, no, only if you want the blessing. (laughs) All right. So I went home and told Nancy what I just told you, and she said, okay, let's do that. So we started doubling the amount we were giving in December, and I was a new salesman. I had only begun in the middle of September, so I, I didn't have any experience, didn't have a customer base anything. But I made more money than any other salesman in that mm. month of December. Mm. Wow. It, it was just amazing. Mm. Yeah. Scott? Yeah, I mean, I think I've told these stories already, uh, so I won't get into the huge details again. But yeah, leaving leaving my work at Chick-fil-A, which resulted in me coming here, um, so and that it was related to ministry work, but that was definitely like a, a nudge from God. Um, and then also... Uh, Starting my relationship with Leah was a was a big thing that um, I really felt like was what I was supposed to do, but then mm. and, and seemed like God was orchestrating how that would all work out. So those are two sure. really significant things in my life that have come about from uh, yeah following God's nudges. So in those situations, you can make sort of an argument um, for both of them somewhat tangentially of like you know well that is sort of about that is ultimately about God, right? I quit my job because I wanted to go and be in worship ministry, right? I wanted to marry Leah um, because marriage is a reflection of God in the church. But when it comes to a nudge that's not about, that's not directly immediately about evangelism, that's not like you should talk to this person about, you know, this, or or even, you know, you should set up this program that will help somebody, right, evangelize. When it comes to those, what does it mean for a nudge to like an idea to glorify God? 
like if somebody right now is being told to quit their job and they're not being told like get into the ministry they're just being told like it's time for you to leave i'll show you what's next mm -hmm. how do they know that that idea glorifies god if it's not a direct ministry connection well something that's popping in my head right now is i feel like obedience always mm -hmm. glorifies god yeah that just popped in my head i'm not sure what more to say about that just sure when we take that that step of faith and say i don't know where this is going to end up i don't know what's going to happen makes me think of like we were in mexico we amber and i sense god nudging us don't sell any of your stuff give it all away i'm going to provide for you I'm like but hmm. we gonna need to start over we're gonna need money okay and he took care of us hmm. you know we haven't been in want for anything he's yeah. been good to us I think that that obedience when we when we do walk in that step of faith and like take that that go to that next level with God to say okay I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and I don't the results are up to you but sure. I'm gonna obey. Now did he say that to both of you or did one of you have to say? To I think the we other? both kind of came to that conclusion maybe separately if I'm okay. remembering correctly. Sure. Any other thoughts about? Well, when it comes to quitting a job, it's far more normal to go out and look for another job and land it before you quit. Yeah, that's true. My parents always told me the best time to look for a job is when you have one. Hmm. That's, that's exactly right. I, I quit a job once without having another one lined up, but it took a long time to come to the conclusion it's time to hmm. quit. It, it was a seven-month time of weighing and praying, and, and that was a church job. I, I was really first kind of thrown off when the Lord spoke to my spirit and just said, I want you to resign from First Baptist Church. I thought... Okay, but things are going pretty good here. Um, am I hearing this right? But then, when I did resign, there was nothing else. I thought I'd land another ministry position real quickly yeah. after that. But no, I didn't. I thought, all right. So then I ended up selling cars, and I was on the car lot wondering, what am I doing out here? I've been ordained for the ministry, <laughs> finished seminary. How long were you a car salesman for? Only, only a year. A year. But you, you know, Only a lot of, a year. I mean, lot it of, is a year. A lot of car salesmen are alcoholics. Most of them are on their second or third marriage. It's a rough life. I, it's hard to believe anybody could really stay married and be in that business for a long time because you're, if you move up to being in management, you have no life. You just work all the time. Hmm. But by all the time, I mean you're there at seven, seven thirty in the morning. You're leaving at ten, ten thirty at night. So it, it's no life, uh, particularly on Mondays and Thursdays in those days. So I say all that to say, it looked like, what am I doing out here? It was my best year of seminary hmm. because I was learning how to meet strangers, hmm. say, 10 times a day, every day, getting comfortable talking to people about money. And the next year, I was starting a church from scratch in a Jewish neighborhood getting turned down way more than 10 times a day but but not bothered by it, it was like well this is just like selling cars hmm. nobody likes you it's it's okay <laughs> <laughs> and that that got me ready for planting that church yeah yeah couldn't have done it really without the year in the car lot yeah but you know the truth is i loved selling cars hmm. it was so fun and i was making the most money i'd ever made in my life sure no responsibility, just all you had to do is sell a car. I didn't need to worry about a busload of kids and making sure he didn't leave anybody behind at the Toboggan Hill. And it, Car sales is 
easy compared to being a youth pastor in terms of responsibility. Mm. There's no comparison sure. responsibility-wise. Responsibility. Any final thoughts on God's nudgings? You really want to pay attention to them. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's what gives the Christian life fizz. Mm. If you, it ties in very tightly with, can you discern the voice of God? Mm. And God is speaking. He's speaking regularly. He wants to communicate. It's a matter of, can I tune in and really pick up on his wavelength and, mm. and then obey? Because he doesn't just tell you, hey, eat a handful of jelly beans right now. It's, it's stuff oh, that's important. <laughs> I mean, sometimes uh, he does. <laughs> he tells me that constantly. <laughs> I think you bring up a good point, though. I, I know a lot of people who have talked to me and said, I know it's important to wait on God's nudgings or to, to wait on God in general, but I don't know how to do it. It's, yeah. it's real hard, and it's hard to... The patience that we need to sometimes just kind of slow it down and be willing to to listen to quiet our minds and our hearts, even for an extended period, yeah. for like it might take a while to really discern the voice of God. It does. It's a process. Mm. Yes, but the car lot hearing the voice of God saying double your tithe. Mm-hmm. It was a quiet time. Mm. There weren't customers coming. I'm standing there. I'm all by myself, which was kind of strange. Usually, there's other salesmen right nearby. It wasn't something that I'd been given a lot of thought to, but you hit it right on the nose, Dan. You got to be quiet and slow down enough for God to talk to you. Mm. Minimize those distractions in life that are just so ever-present, whether that's whipping out our phone, that can easily keep us from hearing the voice of God or just being distracted by any number of things, good or bad. Yeah, I've got a friend who was driving to work, and the Lord spoke to her and said, turn off the radio, I want to talk to you. Wow. So she turns off the radio, and he begins to talk to her about her career. And ultimately, what her letter was, she became, not in the first step, but in the second step, became a full-time Christian worker working with gangs in Prospect Heights, Illinois. Wow. And she's been doing it now for about 35 years. So it wasn't some little fluke thing. Wow. This was... A big deal. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Well, uh, let's get into topic of the week. Topic of the week this week is brought to you by the Church and the Racial Divide. Join Bruce and Shirley Menkfeld as they present videos, readings, and discussions concerning mm-hmm. the Church and the Racial Divide. The Bible says heaven will be filled with people from every nation, tribe, and language. So why do we have so many issues with race relations while we're on earth? Maybe it's time to look at it through a gospel lens. We examine issues that can help the body of Christ better understand the problems that divide us and discover solutions to help us reunite the church and the racial divide every Sunday at 10 a.m. on Zoom from now through November 29th. For more information, email billc at bloomingdalechurch.org. Hmm. Is November 29th right? Yeah. Yeah, he wants to teach it. That is an incredible full semester. Class. That's awesome. And it's a great class. I've gotten to go to two out of the first three and... The whole class is tremendous. What Bruce is doing is great. He's got videos. Hmm. Surely, I, I, there should really be a thousand people taking this thing. It is sure. that good. And it's not too late to join. Oh, no. No, no. They could join this week. Just jump on Zoom with us. Awesome. Hmm. Wow. Well, for topic of the week this week, uh, we are playing the uh, newlywed game that we recorded as our closing segment last week. Um, so before we hand them over to the past versions of ourselves, uh, does anybody have anything they want to say to leave us with? Vote for Dan is a vote for jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We had fun doing this whole thing. It was really fun. Yeah, it was. What was your favorite part, Dan? The jelly 
beans. <laughs> just All kidding. Right. No, this is becoming a thing. No, it, it was just fun to see, to play the game and to see how well our spouses and we know True. each other. It was amazing. Yeah. It was fantastic. I think one of the best parts was seeing Max's reaction in the first like, yes. two rounds. He's like, oh, no way. I was just giddy. It was amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, hi, past Dan. Hope you're doing well. Oh. Hope you did well. Hope you did well. <laughs> I hope you're doing well in your previous timeline. <laughs> oh. And there we go. <laughs> For our closing segment this week, uh, instead of a bet, we've got a game. Um, we've got a list of questions here ranging from normal to absurd. Uh, we're going to definitively prove once and for all which couple is the most inside each other's minds. Uh, yesterday, the one that's in, most inside each other's mind get jelly beans. Though I, yes, <laughs> okay. I told your wife. There's another chance for I you. I told your wife <laughs> that the prize would be quote very expensive. Well, jelly beans are that, expensive. That stressed Amber out. So I'm just going to give you jelly beans instead. <laughs> uh, I like the Olympic Committee. Have no ability to ensure a fair competition. Uh, but God knows if you and your wife have conspired to cheat, and he, unlike the Olympic Committee, cannot be tricked or bribed. <laughs> there are three, uh, three different sections of questions. The first will be questions that your wives gave answers to, and you'll need to guess what they said. Uh, the second section will be um, uh, questions about you as a couple. So the first one's about your wives, like preferences, favorites, stuff like that. Second one is you as a couple, things that you agree on. Uh, and then the third one will be about you and no. your wives gave guesses as to what you will say. Uh, and this uh, is going to be entertaining. I am so excited. The whole time we were f recording this yesterday, I just like could not wait for this moment. Let's get started uh, with a question about your wives. Um, Bill, what is Nancy's favorite book of the Bible? Ooh, um, I would say probably Psalms, just so there's Psalms. a lot of differences. I've never really thought about that, but yeah. Sure. Leah? So it used to be Ruth, because I was like desperate to be married, and I was like, mm. oh, I want that. Mm. I want to marry a Boaz. <laughs> but yeah, my answer would be Matthew. Mm. Amber, favorite book of the Bible? Well, Matthew as well. Okay. However, cool. it's a tie. James Ooh. as well. Matthew That's and James. James okay. is one of the most challenging books to live out. Hmm. We'll put you down as James. But he'll say probably Matthew too. Well, you got to choose right now. No. Which one is which one is it going to be? They're both. <laughs> well, you can't. You can't. Un, 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 un. We have rules for a reason, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> what if he says both? What if if he says both? Jim you Matthew. guys will just instantly win. Jim Matthew. Ooh. Easy. Jim Matthew. Uh, Leah, but he if, has to say Jim Matthew, or else they Jim don't Matthew, win. If he I'll stand up and just <laughs> no. flip the table. <laughs> yeah. I just made that up, so now you'd know I cheated if, That's if you true. came well, in and said Jim Matthew. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes he combines words together on this show and just says them anyway. Uh, Yeehaw. Bill, what is Nancy's favorite book of the Bible? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great well, one. So great. I feel so much better now. <laughs> <laughs> Just, no. Bill, are you joking or serious? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Bill, guess you get a one in 66 you have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> well. Probably a little bit. And I really it. doubt if it's a We can probably Jews. rule out some. So, yeah. Wow. I'll, I'll just go with Psalms. It is Psalms. Hey, All right. I hope well, every guess. single question for Bill is just like, I, I don't know. Who could say? It's probably, uh, maybe this. And then she's just right every time. <laughs> That's what it's going to uh, be. Scott, what's amazing. Leah's favorite book of the Bible? 
I don't know. Um, <laughs> I actually don't know. I've got a couple guesses. Uh, I'm going to guess Ruth, but I also wouldn't be surprised if she said, like, Matthew. Oh, my gosh. She said it used to be Ruth, but now it's Matthew. Hey. Boom. Uh, Very impressive. Right. Wow. So now I have a decision she to make. a bonus Because there are a lot of them like that where they're like, I think my answer is this, but I bet my husband will say this. So now I have to decide how I'm going to grade those. Right. I've decided to, to play like the NFL and just try and score as many points as possible. So I will give you full points for that answer. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Bill, I mean, yeah, Bill, what's Amber's favorite book of the world? <laughs> He's not going to know that one. <laughs> Dan? Uh, oh, man. I'm going to go with the book of James. Oh, my gosh. I love this game. <laughs> you all got it right. Wow. I'm so excited. That is impressive. There's a million questions. <laughs> Leah, if you could own any animal as a pet, what would you want? Ooh, probably a panda bear. Ooh, Amber? A bird. A bird. Oh. Any specific kind, of, just a bird? It's just, it's I'm a, making it easier bird. for him, a bird. <laughs> <laughs> See, she's strategizing. <laughs> no, um, cockatiel. Hmm. We used to have one. We Aww. loved it. Aww. We called it Chewbacca. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nancy? Um, my answer would be... I don't want a pet. Nice. Because I don't. I, I'm fine if people want pets. Sure. I don't want a pet. Oh, but Dan is going to say a dog because I've always said it wouldn't be great if we could have a dog because mm. we don't yeah. have more kids. Mm. Scott's going to say a dog dogs too. dogs or kids or anything. He's going to say a dog or a horse for sure. <laughs> Scott. Uh, Bill, if Nancy could own any animal as a pet, what would it be? She doesn't like animals. <laughs> a person. <laughs> she liked... Joel and Melissa's little dog, Odin. Okay. Mm-hmm. She would take Odin. So here's the thing. But it might be a hamster because they are just kind of caged up and out of the way. <laughs> the least pet I can have. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with a hamster. <laughs> Fish. You guys True. can decide. Should we give him points because she said none? Yeah, she wouldn't want I think one. we should give him points. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to tell you then that like none is an option because that would give away that. Right. You know, sure. But none is always an option. Well, he said she doesn't like animals. So I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scott, in like a perfect world, it'd be a horse. Mm. But we actually really want a dog. Like that's the actual realistic pet. Mm-hmm. But I feel like she could have said horse. She said a panda, oh. but she said Scott will probably say dog or horse. <laughs> so I'll give half points. Yeah, no, Woo. that makes sense. Um, <laughs> she's like, they're just so cute. Yeah, uh, for Amber. She was just watching panda videos. Right now would be a like, dog. They're like giant caterpillars. <laughs> Pandas are like giant caterpillars? I guess the fuzzy caterpillars. <laughs> That's uh, not a comparison. I right now, say. Amber would have said dog. Um, she, I'll give you half credit. She says a cockatoo because of the one that you had and you loved. Cockatiel. Ah. Sorry, cockatiel. Oh. But she said that you would say dog. So the wives are freaking killing it right now. They are killing it. Uh, what is the best Christmas gift that you have ever given Amber? He always gives me the same thing every year, so it's great. What is it? Um, usually Shane and Shane CD. Nice. You come up with something every year. Nice. It was a necklace that Scott found in a plane magazine when he was like flying out to see me. That piece is really special because it reminds me of all that we went through and all the travel that he did sure. um, leading up to when we got married. You got to go with your gut, Nancy. I'm going to say a sweater. I can't even, <laughs> Easy. No, I can't even think of one, one, but you know. I feel like she'd cha- say some chain and chain music. <laughs> yes, it is. A Amazing. Wow. <laughs> Scott, oh. best gift. What is Leah's favorite Christmas gift you've ever given her? 
I think that the best gift that I'd given her for Christmas, I don't know if she agreed. All right. But I think the best gift that I gave her for Christmas was like a really, really nice uh, photo album of her pictures from Shutterfly. I'm sorry, that's not it. That's fine. That was is a, is a necklace from Sky Mall. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's a piece of uh, like China. Uh, so, I like that the the uh, as a necklace from Sky Mall <laughs> makes me sound so good. <laughs> sorry, I I can't even remember the gifts. I mean, it's usually clothing items. You can pass. I'll pass. I mean, I'll give you no points, but you can pass. That's okay. It was a sweater. Well, you did say sweater. All right. Yeah, you did say sweater. Uh, There's only right. been about 40 of those. <laughs> That's what she, she was like. It was a sweater. You give them all the time. They're great. Oh, I know what it is now. What is She'll it? go along with this. Okay. She's freezing upstairs at her office in our mm -hmm. house. And so I bought her this. It's not exactly a sweater. It's not exactly. Oh, it's called a Snuggie. You can put your arms oh, in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Snuggy. Perfect. She loved that. Well, then I saw one that was really nice looking. It's not a Snuggy, but it's, and I'm not sure if it's a sweater or a jacket. She she loved that one, too. Hmm. So, nice. yeah. So that sweater, that's the right answer. All right. Yeah. Uh, what is the weirdest thing in your wife's wallet, Scott? Probably this note card that I have um, that has most of my family's phone numbers and my husband's phone number on it. So in case if I sure. lose my phone and I'm lost somewhere yeah. <laughs> um, and I can find a phone, uh, then I can call somebody because wow. uh, I don't memorize I phone should, numbers anymore. <laughs> I should get one of those. That's a good idea. Yeah. I think it's still there. It's a, a quarter wrapped in a piece of paper that somebody at work gave me when they were leaving the company. Huh. So... I don't wow. know why. That's I think it's still gift. there. Yeah. Wow. Just a remembrance of sure. them. Sure. I think I might have had their phone number on it too, but it was all open. <laughs> but I've never opened it. Well, I respect. did open it, but I don't open it often. Sure. So, yeah. Amber, weirdest thing in your wallet? Fingernail clippers. Boom. That was easy. I guess. Yeah. I have an answer, but I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> I also don't really know what's in her wallet. There's only one thing I know for sure that's in her wallet, <laughs> other than like cards, and it's a little weird. You can edit it out if it's inappropriate. It's her birth control. I was going to say, I assume it's not like the severed finger of like a Mars. <laughs> I don't know if I should say. <laughs> I don't know. The cause. Severed finger. Yeah. Statue of limitations isn't up yet. Okay. She said a note card with phone numbers on it. See, I didn't even know that was in there. <laughs> uh, Bill? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't remember anything odd in her wallet at all. A quarter that's wrapped in paper? that someone gave to her as like a present when they left her work. When they like retired or got fired, they gave oh. her a quarter that was had some paper wrapped around it and she's kept it. All oh. right. Might want to figure out who that was. Uh, <laughs> Amber's got this weird looking Bible tract in Spanish in her wallet. And so I don't know if that that's awesome. Yeah. Amber said nail clippers. Hmm. It's in her wallet? <clears throat> if, uh, cool. if Nancy were an instrument, what would she be? I'll, this is going to sound weird, but I'm going to say accordion because Bill yes. used to play it. He still has an accordion. He plays it, and uh, that's what I think he would say. But Aww. And I'm not doing that to no, give yeah. his answer, but I don't know what instrument I would be. I always wanted to be a harp, though, because um, I always was intrigued. I'll change my answer to harp. Your harp now. Nice. I don't know why, but flute just popped into my head. I like that. I don't know. I like that for you. 
but I've never thought about it before, so I guess I have to go with flute. <laughs> Amber? So what would Dan think is what I really need to answer, right? <laughs> I no, don't, it's what you need to answer. See, does he think of me as a trumpet? <laughs> you're so inside I would love to be a guitar. You're like, you're like playing chess right now. You're like three moves ahead. Mm, I know. I'll say a piano. She said harp. She Ooh. thought you would say uh. accordion. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Scott? Uh, well, the right answer is violin, but I have no idea what Leah said. She said flute. That was also close, but a violin has so much more... Um, Mobility to when you play, and Lee's a very sure. um, physical person. She so. literally just said, I don't know why, but the word flute just popped in my brain. I'm going to say yeah. that. That was, that was like second place, but it's violin. Mm. Sorry, Leah. Amber, <laughs> a guitar? It is a guitar. Wow. Dan's crushing it. Wow, these two Dan's gonna get, Dan wants those really jelly beans. Yeah, we want to watch you get those jelly beans. <laughs> Motivation, man. All right. Uh, Dan, would Amber rather be an astronaut, an architect, or a sports broadcaster? Not an astronaut. Because I've seen too many bad movies where they're all stuck up there and they have like duct tape and they. <laughs> Dan would tape. probably want me to. He's really into space. <laughs> yeah. What was it, architect? Architect and, and sports broadcaster. Architect. Architect. Nancy. I'd go with architect too because I really don't care for sports broadcasters and, me and what the thought of being <laughs> in space for months at a time doesn't have any appeal to me. Definitely a sports broadcaster. Boom. Because I love football. There it is. So wow. deeply. <laughs> <laughs> Architect. Yes. Scott. Sports broadcaster. Yes. Bill. Architect. Yes. And the last question for this section, who will win the World Series? What sport is that? This is baseball. White Sox. Red Sox because Boston. Okay. <laughs> who normally wins? Uh, I don't think they like dictate that. Yeah, they don't. It's just random. I mean, it's not random. I'll just tell, okay, but it's not like somebody wins it every year. Right. Whoever's in New York, because that's Dan's favorite, probably. You got the Yankees and you got the Mets. These are your two options. Oh, then he's the Yankees. <laughs> he's the Yankees. I knew I didn't like him. Well, it's Bill throwing. It won't be bit. the Indians. She's not going to pick the Indians, I don't think. <laughs> so maybe the Yankees. No, she said the White Sox. Ooh, that was a – it was in my radar. I looked them up. They are like, really good this year. But they're going to get knocked out in the first round by the Indians. Godspeed. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Scott. I'm guessing she said the Red Sox. Uh, she did, of course. Yeah. And uh, – the Red Sox are even going to the I know, but no, she doesn't I'm, know that, and neither does oh, Scott. Okay. That's I'm accurate. guessing Amber said the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Amber said the Yankees. All right, oh, so at helps. the end of Section <laughs> 1 – Bill and Nancy have three points. Scott and Leah have three and a half points. Dan and Amber have four and a half points. Ooh, wow. So moving right along. Uh, Bill, which of the two of you is the better dancer? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say neither, but I've had to pick. I'd say me. Leah? Me. I took dance lessons Boom. before getting married. So, <laughs> Like as a With my dad, okay, yeah, okay. for our wow. dance. And then I taught Scott how to dance. <laughs> yes. Amber? I'm same with Leah. I used to do ballroom dancing and wow. things. Wow. And Dan does like the lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be an easy one. We got a room full of dancers. Bill, which of the two of you is the better dancer? He <laughs> <laughs> <you> just laughs. <laughs> okay, I'll say Nancy because, I mean, we're both terrible, but I'll say Nancy. Uh, that's right. Scott? Um, wait. Is that, are we trying to guess what they said, or yes? Okay, I think it's Leah. Okay, I'm not sure what she would have said. And Dan. definitely Amber. It's it's all of your wives. They all said 
that they are better dancers than you. Uh, which of the two of you gets the most sleep? Scott. Probably Scott. Okay. He's often kicking my legs at night or scratching me with his toenails. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so I wake up. So if you slept through I, the night, you might tie, but he's waking yeah. you up in the middle of the night. Yeah, he falls asleep instantly. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I don't know that life. Amber? It's about equal. Like, he'll fall asleep first and wake up first. So. Okay. Jamathia. But, uh, yeah, Jamathia. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to go with one, which one would you go to? Me? Okay. Bill. Bill. He doesn't get up at four in the morning. He does not. Scott. Definitely me. <laughs> That's <laughs> no doubt. She was like, he wakes me up in the middle of the night with his toenails. Uh, Dan. <laughs> Definitely Amber. Uh, yes. Bill. Me. There it is. Nice. Okay, we're flying. Last one for this segment. If you two could travel anywhere in the world tomorrow, when you get there, there's no coronavirus and they won't kick you out for being Americans. Uh, you can travel anywhere in the world. You're going tomorrow. You're going to walk into my teleporter. I'd say Italy because it's on our bucket list. Probably New Zealand. But Scott's probably going to say Hawaii because I've been dying to take him there because I've been, and it's amazing. Mm. <laughs> hmm. the, somewhere, I don't know what it's called anymore. There's this show that he, that's Doc Martin. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Where is that place? Port Isaac. Isaac. Port Isaac. Where is it? Is it in the... In North Cornwall. I don't know if that's in... That's in uh, the UK. Yeah. Whose turn? Uh, Bill? Italy. That's right. Scotty? Mm-hmm. I think most of the time, like, we would want to be back in New England with our family. Mm-hmm. But, like, we were just there. Right. I'll guess New England, but I don't know what she said. She said New Zealand. Ah. And she thought you would say Hawaii. Hmm. I would never say Hawaii. True. A very specific resort in Costa Rica. Do you know what it's called? Los Lagos. I'm sorry. Or the, Australia or Italy. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, at least pick a hemisphere, man. <laughs> um, she said Port Isaac from the TV show Doc Martin. Doc Martin. Love that show. Is that in the UK? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, It's not. Yeah, it's Port I, Port Isaac is the name of the town. In- yep. In, uh, I forget the name of the province, but uh, well, Nancy just said it on the air, so the listeners know what it is, and I can't remember what it is. Um, <laughs> so they'll hear, so they know. All right, so at the end of uh, two rounds, Cornwall, it's that's it. One, it is in Cornwall. Uh, it's Bill and Nancy six, Ooh. Scott and Leah five and a half. So that was a big round for the old Bill and Nancy train. <laughs> the old, the old Bill and Nancy, <laughs> the young Bill and Nancy. <laughs> Rotting and decaying, Bill and Nancy Calvin. Uh, And Amber and Dan at 6.5. It is still anyone's game. That's close. How many points do we get per question? Uh, One. One is like full points. One is full points. Um, Finally, last section. This one's What Did Your Wives Say About You? Uh, so guess are what we, said about we're us. trying to guess what they said about us Correct. to get points. Correct. Not necessarily what is true. Correct. I mean, I'd love to hear what's what true. A, what a wild game we're playing. I know. Uh, what is your favorite book of the Bible, Bill? Ooh. I'm going to go with Matthew. I don't know. Matthew? I think it's Ephesians. Ephesians. I'm going to say yeah. James for him. James for Dan? Okay. I'll say Proverbs. She said Matthew. Yeah. Scotty. Uh, Ephesians. It is Ephesians. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. 
Damn. I think she'd probably say James, too. That's exactly right. Wow. <clears throat> I love James. If your husband could get free food for life at any restaurant, which would it be? Chick-fil-A. Easy. Oh. Red Robin. Mm. Oh. 100%. <laughs> is so disappointed. <laughs> or, um, or Red Tea Garden. He does <clears throat> like that, the Chinese food there. The Ivy and Wheaton. Oh, okay. Chick-fil-A. That's right. I'm going to say Red Tea Garden. I'll give it to you. I'll get What'd you say? She said Red Robin or Red Tea Garden. Okay. And then she was like, he'll say Red Tea Garden. Bill. Sorry. Whatever I say is going to be wrong. R- Rosario's. It's the Ivy in Wheaton. Oh, where was my brain? <laughs> 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 I will say, Amber immediately is like, Chick-fil-A. And Nancy goes, uh. And then, <laughs> and then Leah goes, Red Robin. And Nancy goes, uh. <laughs> And then she's like, the ivy in, Ch- in Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't, we don't eat fast food. That's why. Well, I, I think that's pretty obvious. Uh, what is your husband's biggest pet peeve? Bill. Oh. Hearing her chew. Crunching noises when we're eating. <laughs> so we play music. <laughs> Are you serious? I am serious. <laughs> if there is a plan set for a specific time, mm-hmm. it really bothers Scott, if that person doesn't reach out to him and just tell him that he will be late or they will be mm. late, whatever, yeah. um, it it's he takes it personally. We used to get dinner all the time in college, and anytime I was late, he would send me a picture of the clock. It would say like five thirty one, and he would, with Classic. no caption, he would just send me a picture. Of the clock. <laughs> Amber, he's such a nice person. He doesn't. He doesn't get annoyed. Well, I think maybe you might say like mean people. He's not picky. He's he doesn't mind mercy. if he eats the same thing every day for dinner. I mean, he just, Dude, I don't know. He is so low maintenance. Aww. He is. He's a great guy. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I'll say uh, people driving poorly. That is a good one. Um, but she said when people agree to meet you somewhere and then they're late, but they don't tell you they're going to be late. Which I reminded her of when we would get dinner and you would send me pictures <laughs> of the clock when it said 601 <laughs> yes. with no caption, just a picture of the clock. Yeah. And, and she was like, yeah, that's about right. Dan? Getting interrupted. Ooh, that's good. Uh, no. She said, <laughs> that's not your biggest pet peeve. She said people being mean. Okay. All right. Yes, it is. Four questions to go. Uh, who is your husband's favorite Lord of the Rings character? Golly. Uh, Dan? So Bilbo or Gandalf? Okay. Ooh. And if he says... Gilbo. Gilbo. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I don't know which one he's going to think, but he always talks about Bilbo. Dan always talks about Bilbo? He is like a nerd in a good, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the extra books and he talks about things. All of your husbands He plays are the Trivial Pursuit game. Oh, wow. That is a very wow. hard. He was very educated. upset when I was more... Uh, oh, maybe this is his pet peeve. Okay. When you like the movie better than the book, or you never read the book and you just <laughs> and you just oh. liked the movie, probably Legolas. Scott okay. loves the daggers and oh, true. Yeah. Who's your husband's favorite Lord of the Rings character? Doesn't have one. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I don't know if she knows any Lord of the Rings characters to <laughs> rip to know. Like, I don't because my favorite character is Samwise Gamgee, but I don't know if she knows awesome. that. I, I need gonna, an answer. Gonna go or else for, I'm gonna go for Sam. Sam, she said Bilbo or Gandalf. Mm-hmm. She said, and I quote, "He's always talking about Bilbo." 
Stop talking about Bilbo, I, Dan. I, I no one like, wants to I hear don't it. I think he ever talks about Bilbo. She's like, he's a nerd. I was like, we're all nerds. All the wives Ooh. and all the husbands, they're all nerds. Um, so you guys stop talking about Bilbo. I guess Scott. I'll make it. Happen. I kind of like forgot about Sam. And when Dan said Sam, I'm like, I feel like he should be my favorite character because he's such a good guy. Such a good dude. Um, I think my favorite character is Gandalf. But I wouldn't be surprised if Leah said Aragorn. She said Legolas. She said Legolas. What Which, was her reason? Why? She, the daggers. Said you're all about daggers. And that's not untrue. Well, that's just because I can, I can fit them yeah, big in places. Um, but I have other things, know too. any characters. That's exactly right, <laughs> baby. <laughs> well played. That was the other nun. Uh, so yeah. that's the other nun. If your husband were a breakfast cereal, what would he be? Oh, gosh. Steel cut oats. <laughs> <laughs> um... We're really into Rice Krispies, but like the store brand. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it's better, in my opinion. Generic brand Rice Krispies. And they're cheaper. Maybe he'll say Wheaties, because that's Wheaties. cereals that we both could think have eaten in the past. I don't know. <laughs> Wait. Grape nuts. Is that a grape cereal? cereal? Grape yeah. nuts is a cereal. He likes grape nuts. I'm a, I'm a big fan of grape nuts. You, could eat, you can eat grape nuts for an hour, because they're just so... Like, they're so dense that you got to chew them for, like, one spoonful is going to last you. Back me up, Nancy. I don't eat them. My brother used to eat them. <laughs> Wait, Cheerios sounds happier. Sure. So maybe Cheerios. Okay, well, you want to go with Cheerios over Wheaties? <laughs> maybe I suffer from the same problem Dan does. <laughs> change change I, my answer. I hope that he's, like, he's going back and forth between the same two answers on every question. He's like, oh, man, like, is it Bilbo or Gandalf? You know, I've heard when you get married, you kind of morph into each other. We so do. maybe We always finish each other's why. sentences. We end up wearing the same T-shirt. We, so like, cute. Oh, Aww. yeah. I, I haven't grown a beard yet, though. <laughs> you don't wear shiny suits? No. Yeah. <laughs> but and when I you're don't in run the, either. And you so, don't, yeah. not yet. I'm going to put you down for Cheerios. Yeah, it sounds happier. I think it sounds Cheerios happier. are good. Lucky Charms. Ooh, she said Cheerios because it sounds happy. Okay. Lucky Charms also That's sounds also happy. her favorite Cereals. I thought she may have said <laughs> Aw. Uh, Scott. That's exactly what I was, the strategy I was going to take. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to say Rice Krispies. She did say Rice Krispies. Oh. Boom. She was also like, but maybe Grape Nuts. And then Nancy and I had a moment about Grape Nuts. <laughs> It's just because I like grape nuts, but no one else in the world does. I love grape nuts. <laughs> they certainly don't get stale. Mm. Yeah. They just get easier to eat. <laughs> yeah, they just go down easier. Bill? All right. I loved Nancy's answer to this question. Well, okay, I've got two. Okay. One is a purchased kind of out-of-the-box cereal, and that would be Special K Protein. Okay. The that other is right. the kind you make, which is steel-cut oats with all the different things I put in with it. She said steel-cut oats. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Nancy Calvin's ready. Um, Bill and Ka Bill, Bill and Calvin are at eight. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and a half for Scott mm -hmm. and Leah. Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight and a half. Oh. We're doing it. Wow. <laughs> we're doing it. Here we go. I'm happy everybody. we're all so close. All right, last question. Um, and this one is uh, granular, I'll say. And so this should decide. This should decide oh. everything. Oh, no pressure. Um, oh yeah. What? Would your husband give the movie Avatar out of 10? Did my wife even know that movie? She gave an answer. I'll say an 8. Scott says 8. I was going to say 8, too. Dan says 8. I remember it. I'll say 7. Bill says 7. <laughs> Nancy said immediately 
three. Whoa. <laughs> so, I mean, she, we weren't really that, that impressed. That's she low. does not think you like that movie. <laughs> that's real low. Uh, uh, Leah said... Probably nine out of ten. Whoa. He really likes that movie. Okay. I think. That's pretty close. So I'll give up one point. Uh, one point to Scott and Leah, 9.5. Dan, Marcelo, your wife, Amber, let off by saying... I think it's a high mark. I wouldn't give it that high, but he would. <laughs> like nine, ten, eight, nine, ten, huh? eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know. I can't accept three answers. Nine. nine. I'll go in the middle. <laughs> Easy. So you tie. Oh, yeah. So I, wow. for the yes. sake of Dan, <laughs> oh goodness, you both get jelly beans. Thank you. Congratulations. Hallelujah. I'll go get them right now. When you said for the sake of Dan, I thought you were going to only give them to Dan. <laughs> I was not. I was going to make the with. argument. I've only been married for. A year. This is true. <laughs> Bonus <laughs> points. You know, Scott wins. <laughs> Scott wins. No lot. jelly beans for Dan. Because <laughs> no, he, he, you know, if you think of it as points Wait per year of marriage, they have performed so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Leah's gonna be so proud. You guys were. I'm like honestly so excited to tell her. <laughs> you guys were so. I'm jazzed. I'm also jazzed. Mr. Dan, congratulations. Is it one for each of us? Is we, we're, we're a team, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh you got jelly beans. If I give you two eggs, don't ask you Amber if they them made them home <laughs> right now. That is all the time that we have today. Thank you, Bill. Wait, how many questions were there total? Oh, impossible to know. Uh, <laughs> Just count them. <laughs> 17. Hold on. 1, 2, oh, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Wow, there were 19 questions. So uh, you guys both got 10. Uh, you guys both got 9.5. I think we no, got 10.5. 10.5 10 10 out, of, out of 19. Wow. And Bill got... 9.5. Uh, nine. Uh, nine I got nine. 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 Bill got nine. nine. I'm sorry. No. Keep trying to rip us off points. I am. Well, we deserve jelly beans. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Dan. Thank, Thank you, Max. Max. Have Bill, fun editing. Take us home. You have been listening to another Bloomingdale Church podcast brought to you from Bloomingdale, Illinois, the heart of the nation. <laughs>
like anyone famous mm-hmm. other than you fine gents um <laughs> well obviously <laughs> i and leah's met quite a few people who are have some degree of fame i know which one are you gonna pick i think she would say gronk she's met guy. rob gronkowski yeah she has his autograph she she said eugene from the walking dead she's what <laughs> she's uh, met so many other people from the walking dead that i, I think are more famous and gus from breaking bad that's see that's what i thought i was like you i almost said like you have that picture but i didn't want to like you know intervene. yeah 